This episode has been recorded as we approach the new year, actually. By the time you're listening to this, it will be 2016. And I thought it was appropriate to record this message for you, especially for those of you who struggle with your health, your weight specifically. And I'm not just talking about being overweight, I'm also talking about being underweight. Just not taking care of yourself properly. And I think because the new year for so many people is just a time for reflection. It's a time when we look at how we've been taking care of ourselves and we get really excited to hit reset, to start over, to begin with a new nutrition plan, an exercise regimen, and just attack the new year so you've got this amazing new body. Unfortunately, what I think too many people do is they approach it from a physical standpoint. And if this is something you do year after year after year, your weight is your worst enemy, then I'm telling you it's not about your weight. It's not about the scale. And going on another diet or starting a new exercise plan, while it's a great idea, it's not going to solve the problem forever. And I want you to have a forever fixed. I want you to not worry about your weight. I want you to love your body. And so in this episode, that's what we're going to talk about is how to make that a reality and the steps that you can take that include, of course, your diet, your nutrition and exercise. But most importantly, I hope that you will take some of the suggestions that I provide in this episode on how to address the issue from the standpoint of your mental well-being. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there, thanks for listening. My name is Shaleen Johnson, and welcome to The Shaleen Show. So you probably know in October, Oprah signed a deal with Weight Watchers. She bought $30 million in Weight Watchers stock. Well, when that went public in one day's time, she made 70 million. She's brilliant. I really do love her. And so as much as this is going to feel a little bit like I'm talking about Oprah, I just think it's the right moment to discuss this. And so now she's with Weight Watchers. And so we're like, oh man, what if this works for her? But I also think we've all seen her do it and fail, do it and fail, do it and fail. So I have no doubt that she'll lose the weight. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that she will lose the weight. So the first thing I want to tell you, spoiler alert, is that every diet works. Every diet works. You can count points. You can put things in little tiny containers. You can track your calories. You can only eat bread. You can only eat meat and cheese. You can decide you're not going to eat all day until 11 o'clock at night, and then you're going to have fast food. It all works. Every single diet works if you believe it will work. The question is, is it something that you can adopt as a way of eating? That's the question. Because if it's a short-term diet, then at some point you've got to go off it. And then what happens, right? So I'm not a fan of anything you can't and won't do for the rest of your life. If you can't and won't do it for the rest of your life, my personal opinion is it's temporary. In fact, it's one of the reasons why, although you know I'm in this industry and I've had so many friends and colleagues who are into fitness competitions and they do that like diet down thing where they only eat kale and steamed salmon and for dessert, they'll have a toothpick. 
and they look amazing. And you're like, yeah, I should be a fitness competitor too. And look at their bodies. But most of them deal with this incredible post-event or post-competition depression. Like you can't sustain that way of living for very long. And then they gain it back. And then they feel bad. And so it's a self cycle. And I'm not saying every one of them feels that way. But I was always like, I'm not doing that because I can't do that for the rest of my life. And I don't want to be like super fit, lean, ripped. Oh my God, did you see her? I could see the outline of her spleen. I know. And I could totally see the striation in her hamstrings on the backside of her thighs. Like, And then the next time they see you, like two months later, they're like, ooh, ooh, no more striation, lumpation. Mm-mm, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm like- I'll just be me. I'll just be girl next door. You get what you get. I ain't going to diet down for this or diet down for that because there's always something else and I'm not going to live that life. I want to have a way of eating that makes me happy and allows me to enjoy my food and allows me to make good choices because I like that food and eat according to what gives me health and energy and vitality and what I like. And I don't want to avoid the things that I don't like. So that's just my way of being. And is that less inspirational? Probably, I've been told it is. I literally, in this industry, I've been asked by producers or or et cetera to diet down for things. I'm like, no, no, I won't. And I've actually been told it will be much more inspirational. And I'm like, I want to be more real. So how about that? Anyways, that's my story. The reason why I want to talk to you about Oprah and about Oprah's decision to partner with Weight Watchers, I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm sure she's going to lose a ton of weight. And I'm sure a lot of other people are going to lose a ton of weight too. Here's the problem. Here's why this is a multi-billion dollar industry of which I'm a part of. So I am not bagging on the industry, but I have always been true to my position, which is this. It starts up here. If you have more than 25 pounds to lose and it happens over and over and over again, my friends, it is not about the scale or the food. It's about what you feel. And food is often comfort and our weight is either protection or control. So we're not necessarily talking about people who are just overweight because the person who has an inability, it seems, to gain weight, people who are anorexic, people who are bulimic, people who just are obsessed with the thought of their weight and exercising, they deal with the very same things that somebody does who's overweight. It's just that I'm not valuable. I don't deserve to be fit. I don't deserve to necessarily make this a lifestyle choice. And so that's why people gain and lose weight, gain and lose weight. So I'm all for a diet that you'll stick to for the rest of your life because you love yourself, you love that food, and you can do this for forever. But did you know that if someone has been sexually abused as a child, they are two times more likely to be obese as adults? So the next time you feel the need to mock or shame or look with judgment in the way of someone who's obese, I want you to imagine them as a young child. And I want you to imagine them being abused by an adult. I want you to feel for a moment what that young child must have felt like and how they wish they had protection and how they wish that someone would just leave them alone. And I want you to just, for a moment, 
give them the benefit of the doubt because you don't know and the likelihood that they were abused as a child is very, very high. Because the numbers that I'm sharing with you are those which are reported. Think of the number of people who never tell a soul. They'll go to their grave. I just want you to know that I'm not talking about those of you who are like, I've gained four pounds and I feel like a bloated whale. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about falling off the wagon and not being as good the last couple of weeks. Hello, that's called you're a human. Welcome to the real world. Like Instagram isn't real. Like none of that stuff is real. Like what's real is that people, you know, their parents are around and so they're eating what their mom and dad make them and they are going to the movies and they're drinking more. And yeah, they're not exercising as much and they put on a few pounds, big deal. We're not talking about that. For those of you, I do want you to get back on your routine on Monday. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those of you who go through every new year hopeful that this diet, this exercise program is going to be the one. And I want you to know, if you're creating a plan for yourself to change your body in 2016, it has to start with your head. It's unresolved trauma. It's things you haven't worked through. It's pain from your past. In fact, we talked about sexual abuse, but for people, any child who's experienced trauma as a child, they're three times as likely to deal with weight gain and carrying around obesity as an adult. Three times as likely. Any trauma, what's a trauma? Death of a parent, death of a sibling, divorce, car accident, verbal abuse, physical abuse, bullying, It's pretty tough for most kids to make it through the first 18 years of their lives and not experience some kind of trauma. And if you don't take the steps to resolve that pain, it's still inside of you. It's still in you. And so how do you deal with that? Well, a lot of people do it by self-fulfilling, meaning they think I'm a terrible person and I'm not worthy. And so I should just stuff myself or I'm a terrible person and I'm not worthy and I'm not lovable, so I will starve myself. Maybe if I'm skin and bones, people will think that I'm valuable. Maybe if I'm so thin, there's nothing to pick apart, people will see me as being more perfect. Or maybe if I just get so overweight and just let myself go, no one will ever make a sexual advance towards me. I'll live up to what I feel about myself. And for many, it can turn into an addiction. Like the way someone tries to feel better when they have a sip of alcohol or they go online shopping or the way they feel better if they're doing some gambling or watching porn or whatever the addiction is. Food is the same way. A lot of people, it's like, I'm not necessarily sad. I just feel this emptiness, so I'm just going to eat. And what happens is that's an area of our brain that feels satisfaction. But just as a drug addict, we know this from science, from scanning the brain, just as a drug addict has an area of their brain where they feel this emotion and they feel satisfaction, but it gets deadened. It gets deadened and now they have to drink more and now they have to shop more and now they have to gamble more and now it's really a full-blown addiction. Well, food addictions are the same way because that area of your brain doesn't feel satisfied. So it's not a fullness that you're waiting to feel. It's a dopamine response. It's a satisfaction that you're trying to feel. And then it gets more and more difficult to reach that so people continue to eat and eat and eat and then they're so mad at themselves 
and they can barely remember what they ate and how much. And they're like, I wasn't eating because I was hungry. And, and eventually it gets worse and the weight keeps coming and the satisfaction is never there. There's some great books. If you think that you suffer from a food addiction, it's very real. And it's not something where someone can tell you, well, just eat less. That's like telling an alcoholic, well, just drink less. Except it's tougher because an alcoholic doesn't have to be around alcohol. <laughs> you're right. But someone who's a food addict, you have to be around food all the time, especially if you're head of household and you're the person doing the cooking. How are you going to be not around food? Your addiction. So there's some really great books. I would recommend that you look up Dr. Pamela Peek. She's an expert at this and a scientist and a researcher, and she will help you understand what's going on in your head. I did a podcast interview with her, but she's got a great book on this subject, and I'd love for you to get your hands on it if you are suffering from food addiction. So what do we do? If it's everyone's going on, Shalina, are you telling me I shouldn't go on a diet? I shouldn't go on an exercise plan? No, I'm telling you definitely should. In fact, this might surprise you. I really want you to do that because a lot of times that's the catalyst for starting to feel better. I want you to do this because for a lot of people, when they go on a diet and when they start exercising, it's the first time they start to realize, hey, I do have some control here and I do feel better about myself. And that's what a lot of people need to get themselves going. And if you hate exercise, it is because you haven't found your soulmate. When you find your soulmate workout, it will make you feel alive. It will make you feel energetic. It will make you feel sexy. It will make you feel confident. You'll become an evangelist for it. You'll never stop talking about it. You won't be able to contain your excitement to do it the next time. And I believe... I believe that there's not a person on the planet that can't find their soulmate workout. And here's my tip for helping you find your soulmate workout. Close your eyes. Think back on when you were probably elementary, middle school, maybe high school. Think of a time when you were doing something physically and you felt amazing. You felt unstoppable. You felt invincible. Like you really felt good about yourself. What were you doing? So think back on a moment, like as weird as it might be that you were like, I felt alive. And then try to find a workout that embodies some of those things. So ask yourself, was I outside? Was it part of a team? Was I entertaining people or was it solo? Was it all dependent upon me or was it a group effort? Like think about what you were doing and you'll probably be able to tap into something that matches the spirit of that and find an exercise that could be your soulmate workout. I want you to start an exercise program. I want you to start a diet program. But please, 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 please promise me, promise me, you will understand it will not work long term. It won't. It'll work temporarily. And you guys, it's not as scary as you might think. It's pretty dang rewarding. Make it a goal to investigate your past investigate your pain. You know, there's so many great resources for us. Follow Dr. Michaela. But aside from that, I want you to do a course or I want you to invest with a therapist. I want you to do some journaling. And I want you to know that if you really, really want this to stick, it's not about points. It's not about jars. It's not about calculating calories. It's not about little containers. It's not about shakes. It's not about workouts. If you want this to work long-term, we got to figure out what's going on up here. So that's the plan. 
I just want you to be really self-aware. And I've always said, as long as I've been in this industry, that you are beautiful regardless of your weight. Your weight, whether underweight or overweight or at the perfect weight, doesn't make you less lovable, less important, less anything. But it is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. And I often will say that, especially those of you who are really focused on being successful, the first thing we look at is, are you successfully able to take care of one person, you? You can just see pain and insecurity and struggle and priorities. And in my opinion, the wrong order of priorities when you look at somebody and they're really, really unhealthy. And I'm not just talking about overweight. I'm talking about underweight. I'm talking about people who aren't getting enough sleep. I'm talking about people who smoke. I'm talking about people who drink too much. I'm talking about people who are obese. I'm talking about people who put themselves out there as experts who want to help take care of you. But their package is saying, but I can't take care of me yet. It's just really important that you know that you're the most important person to take care of first, you know? Like they say, when the plane loses oxygen, what do you do? You put the mask on yourself first because it's really difficult to care for others if you can't care for yourself. I'm not talking about perfection, y'all. You probably know that about me. If nothing else, you know, I don't care. Like people will say to me, even friends will go, did you see so-and-so? She's really gained some weight. I'm like, look, unless you've gained 50 pounds, I don't notice. But I do notice sadness. I do notice that. I can always tell when I see someone. I can always tell without even looking at their body. Always. I feel it. I can feel it when they pull in my driveway. I see that in their eyes before I see any weight gain or weight loss. But I want you to know that you don't have to be afraid to investigate your pain. And you can resolve it. It's one thing that Dr. Michaela always says. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And most people will never even go to the beginning. They just keep pushing that thought down, pushing that thought down, pushing that thought down. They're like, I don't even think about that. Obviously, I'm over it. Like, I don't even think about that anymore. So go there. It's not that scary. And you might just find that this year, it's permanent. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Shaleen Show. It is so tremendously helpful if you find this valuable and dude, you know it's free. I would love it if you did me the ultimate favor and you wrote a review for the podcast. You just do that by going to the iTunes store, you click on podcast, you click on write a review. And when you do that, what it does is the highest rank podcast tend to get the most awareness. It's what iTunes promotes and it's how we get the word out about the show. And from the letters and the comments on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, I just have to say thank you because it's very meaningful and it gives me purpose when you tell me a particular episode touched your heart or changed your life or helped a friend. And We can help others do that too. Not every episode is for everyone, but we do a really great job of writing out the descriptions because I don't want you to waste your time listening to it if it's something you already got handled. But if there's someone out there that I can help, mission accomplished. So as always, until we have a chance to spend this time together again, I just want you to know you are the bomb.com. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. 
It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for U.S. residents. Then just send me the word confidence and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you wanna be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips.